The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand, featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now. Revisiting an issue I talked up when I started the podcast in 2021, wages. Still an issue facing the public and private sectors in the U.S. territories. The possibilities for increases for these isolated workforces will be impactful in so many ways. Or will it? That is the topic of this episode of That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. I'm Sean Gumatautau, the host of the podcast. That's It, That's All is brought to you by Get LLC, the consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serves public and private sector organizations in Micronesia. Do you need help with starting a small business? Need access to an Iridium satellite telephone? Get LLC may have the answers you're looking for. You can find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check out the site. It's put together so very nice. Hello to those listeners in Canton, Georgia. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Honolulu, Hawaii. Mahalo for listening. The podcast reach is growing with each and every episode to include those listening in Taiwan and the 27 countries reached with this platform. Can't forget those listeners across my island home, especially those in Barragata, Hafaday to you all. Thank you for having That's It, That's All along with you as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast for your next gym workout, that special road trip, or on your computer or those mobile devices. Plenty using these routes these days to listen to the podcast. A big thank you to our friends at RedCircle.com and pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, That's It, That's All can be found on the iHeartRadio app and on Pandora. The podcast is also a part of the KYM Podcast Network. We are so very proud. That's it. That's all is a part of the awesome collection of on-demand audio shows originating in Guam and Micronesia from the number one broadcast news and digital source of information in Guam and Micronesia. Like, subscribe, or follow right now on your favorite podcast app. Events here and across the Pacific and Caribbean territories recently nudged me to revisit this particular issue, taking a page out of the podcast from episode 5. Take a listen if you haven't yet. It has been said on so many fronts that government cannot legislate prosperity. When I heard that phrase sometime in the early 2000s, it seemed like a revelation. Well, new to me at that time, the phrase wasn't so new to so many others. I think back to where I heard it. I know it was a public hearing or maybe it was a presentation or some kind of event where then Deputy Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Department of the Interior and my friend David B. Cohen was speaking. When the phrase came from his mouth as part of his statements, I wrote it down and was like, damn, or was it bam? 
a profound impact on my view of this particular issue on top of so many others from where I served in Guam's executive branch from 2003 to 2010. Sure, the statement had to do with wages of an American workforce. The phrase was so memorable on so many fronts, but it was more than that. It says so much of just how wages are set in our U.S. communities and the greater impact such policy decisions have on the economy as a whole, both here and abroad. My last statement may be challenging your respective view of this issue, so allow me to use some tidbits to explain. A quick look at a section of the website of the 37-year-old Washington, D.C.-based Economic Policy Institute. The think tank highlights that ensuring that economic growth benefits hardworking Americans in the form of higher wages and rising living standards is the central economic challenge of our time. Quote, Unfortunately, wages for most workers grew exceptionally slow between 1979 and 2012 despite productivity, which essentially measures the economy's potential for providing rising living standards for all, rising 64%. In other words, most Americans, even those with college degrees, are treading water despite working more productively and being better educated than ever. Close quote. The Institute publishing plenty of papers and research reports that in fact note that wage stagnation, weak income growth, and wealth disparities can be traced to policy decisions that have eroded the bargaining power of low- and middle-wage workers. Am I too far off from appreciating the combination of those four words from earlier? Government cannot legislate prosperity? How about this? Came across this nugget, what wages do workers consider fair? This was part of a working paper written by Lawrence Bell and Robert Moffat from the Johns Hopkins University Department of Economics in 2001. Bell and Moffat cited sources from the fields of psychology suggesting that workers judge the fairness of their wages by comparing them to what they called reference transactions, or certain wages these workers have observed in the past. In part, the Johns Hopkins pair noted that researchers disagree about which wage payments are the reference transactions for any given worker, inferring that a possibility is wages paid to the same worker in the past and another is wages paid to other workers of the same type. The paper noted that when examining microeconomic data, a worker's wage is more closely tied to his own past wage or to others' wages. Ball and Moffat concluded that the economy has, quote, moved from a regime in which wage aspirations exceed productivity growth, raising unemployment, to one in which aspirations are below productivity growth, close quote. Just two perspectives that I have looked to. We all need a better understanding of the impact of wage increases onto the greater economy, both here at home or what we are seeing all around us in the Pacific region. I am not an economist, but I am a small business owner trying to make sense of the arguments right here at home and, frankly, across the U.S. territories that seem to have been clouded by very underwhelming policy wonks here and abroad. What will these actions, policy actors call necessary, 
have on my bottom line and the impacts to all businesses in Guam and the rest of the American territories. It is fair that the decisions are made by knowing all the facts. The policy proposals are not bad, just not good. Not a good time or the best decision at this point in these post-pandemic days. Federal spend is going to dry up. Inflation is at the premiere of this podcast, 6.41%. Interest rates from the U.S. Federal Reserve may be increased to cool the inflation jets. Oil, the currency markets, gold. Don't forget visitor markets, the weight of their currency versus the U.S. dollar. We all need to watch these particular indicators. All of these will, in fact, impact wages. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. The nonprofit independent media site Latino Rebels in Puerto Rico reported on February 21st, 2023, that after a short five-day strike that shut down the University of Puerto Rico, their workers' union reached an agreement with the campus administration that will see college workers' salaries match the archipelago's minimum wage of $8.50 per hour, rising to $9.50 on July 1st. In late December 2022, 50 striking nurses in American Samoa held a protest over their employment conditions in Pongo Pongo. Radio New Zealand reported then that the protest followed some nurses at the Lyndon B. Johnson Tropical Medical Center who walked off the job after discovering their pay was lower than they expected it to be. The striking nurses protested near the hospital about unpaid overtime and the hospital's failure to pay them wage increments promised to them by the American Samoa Department of Health. The Marianas Variety reported on February 16, 2023, that Governor Arnold Palacios, through his CNMI Department of Commerce Central Statistics Division, announced the beginning of data collection for the 2023 CNMI Prevailing Wage Study to update the current prevailing wages for the Commonwealth. The prevailing wages there expire on June 30, 2023, as the data collection begins in early March. The news comes following a federal effort by CNMI Delegate Gregorio Sablon, who introduced a measure on Capitol Hill that would encourage approximately 1,600 long-term foreign workers living on the island since 2015 to remain in Saipan, Tinian, Rota, and the Northern Islands by offering them a permanent immigration status. Kalili cited lower tax revenues for the CNMI government and fewer customers of local businesses as the reason for the permanent change. The Virgin Islands Consortium on December 29, 2022, reported that USVI Governor Albert Bryan intended to veto a bill that seeks to raise the minimum wage for government employees there, pointing to a tight budget that Virgin Island lawmakers approved and tens of millions already paid to make government employees past and current whole in recent months there. 
Legislature of the Virgin Islands Post Auditor Jose George reported that the raise would have covered 971 employees and cost the government $4.5 million annually. On February 1st, Governor Bryan vetoed the bill number 34-0388. The current minimum wage for private sector employees in the USVI is $10.50 per hour. Right here on Guam, KUAM-TV reported in early February that Governor Lou Leon Guerrero approved a new general pay plan submitted by the Territory's Department of Administration, which updates the pay scale for GovGuam workers for the first time since 2014. The adjustment follows similar pay scale updates implemented in 2022 for nurses, law enforcement, and education employees ahead of last year's general election. Administration Director Ed Byrne told KUAM News, quote, We adopted a similar approach for this pay plan that we did to other pay plans, but by its very nature and the fact that it covers so many different positions within the government, it required a whole lot more work and a little more time to complete. Close quote. A comprehensive review was conducted of the compensation of a broad variety of positions. More than 200 GovGuam positions were compared to equivalent government jobs in the U.S. mainland middle states, to be exact. These examples from the U.S. territories should give any reasonable taxpaying citizen in these areas great pause. There is a great recovery effort ongoing that many policy wonks in each of these areas think does not exist or is completely over. They see the potential and then throw caution to the wind and push hard for an increase in the cost of labor. Start with government workers, private sector folks watching, scratching their heads. Plenty of openings across the islands need more takers to make that increase for government to work, especially as folks are returning as fast as can be expected to work. But question, is there some hope for wage increases this year in the private sector? Well, a recent poll by Compensation Research and software firm Payscale reported that 80% of employers plan to provide base pay increases in 2023. That's down from 92% last year. Organizations are still handing out pretty sturdy raises, they said, with 56% of those surveyed planning to give bumps of more than 3%. That's up from 53% last year. But fewer firms say they'll allot large pay increases of more than 5%. That means that the average raise is likely to shrink a bit from upwards of 5% to 4% to 5 Another question, how is a gradual return impressive to some that is getting this discussion to our kitchen table here and across the territories? Well, the World Economic Forum reported on February 2nd, 2023, that the economy as a whole has returned to its pre-pandemic growth trajectory. Even the forum tempered expectations for the year to come, saying that it remains to be seen if the U.S. economy will pay the price for a swift recovery in 2023. They noted, quote, with inflation still high and the Fed determined to bring it down by further tightening measures, many are expecting a slowdown or even a recession this year. With the labor market private investment, and consumer spending looking very robust, though, there are also voices hoping that inflation can be reined in without sliding into recession. 
close quote. But are policy calls for pay increases coming at an opportune time for any one of the island government workforces? One can argue that local unemployment rates remain historically low. Workforce participation is virtually stagnant and more employees are voluntarily leaving government for seemingly greener pastures. Others will say the economy is not growing fast enough. Job creation is being replaced with entitlements while competition for workers is now happening nationwide. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Let me say this to my Pacific friends and my friends over in the Caribbean. We cannot expect our policymakers to legislate the poor into prosperity by legislating the wealthy out of prosperity. A wage increase for government workers included. Think about this. What a single person receives without bussing a table, selling a product, or welding two pieces of steel together, another person must do some work for without receiving. I believe that the government, with GovGuam, the FONO, the USVI legislature, they cannot give to any one of its island citizens anything that the government does not first take from somebody else. I was terrible in math at San Leandro High School in California, and I had a rough patch of it while going to Cal State Bakersfield. But I know this. You cannot multiply wealth by dividing it. Think that when half the people of our U.S. territories get the impression they do not have to work because the other half of our island society is going to take care of them. And what the other half gets the idea that it is no good to work because somebody else is going to get what they work for, that is the beginning of the end of any community or nation. I read the headlines from across the U.S. territories and listen to plenty of talk radio from Guam and across the Pacific Rim, and the examples are not very hard to find. Personally, I have not seen this island and this community and our nation so divided in my life over everything. I see uncertainty in every aspect of our lives. A camping tent sitting right next to a government mental health facility. No park in the immediate area, mind you. People stealing from their neighbors. Even with the technology, they're stealing the cameras recording the crime too. Folks are more worried about identity politics than issues we all can support and advocate to make our islands a better place to live. In 2023, it is fair to say that there is nothing that we can either count on, rely on, or be certain of, not even the safety of our country, due to recent events playing out in Europe, over the skies of the Pacific, and other man-made and nature-made disasters far and wide. Gas prices, again, are changing every day. Food prices are again out of sight, and once again, people have trouble buying food because of inflation. I have said in previous podcasts that government cannot be all things to all people. 
I do not like being at the mercy of the government once again, which thinks it knows what is best for us. It may be a bit early, but I will go out on a limb and tell our government leaders right now, collectively, you are not doing a good job. Who can you trust? One is lying and one is telling the truth, but who? We all know the phrase, we the people. Remember, middle school government classes or schoolhouse rock? I don't think the politicians and appointed folks across all branches of government know this. At least on Guam, a vocal minority says underpaying GovGuam workers is simply not an option if our community wants high-quality public services. That substandard pay will yield substandard service. The wages of GovGuam workers are not fair, and their families have suffered as a result. Well, tell that to the private sector folks here who continue to struggle to get basic services as tax-paying citizens. Pay increases to date have not equated to efficiency in government. And when salaries of the public sector creep over the private sector in isolated communities, fairness in public services are just being further compromised. The private sector can do a better job in similar roles and for less cost. Ever since we have been given the right to vote, term after term, speech after speech, listening to these people saying that they will stamp out hunger, they will solve unemployment, they will solve the problems of our schools, they will solve our energy problems, they will solve crime, they know what is best for women's health, they will solve the drug problem, they will solve immigration, they will turn our island around for the better. But for whom? In an opinion piece back in August 27, 2021, a Pennsylvania man wrote in Patriot News there attributed a very similar statement by the Florida Baptist minister by the name of Dr. Adrian Rogers, who said, quote, you cannot legislate the poor into freedom by legislating the wealthy out of freedom. What one person receives without working for another person must work for without receiving. The government cannot give to anybody anything that the government does not first take from someone else. Close quote. This podcast is just my two cents into this debate of increasing wages for our workforce. No increase to three cents at this time. Man, inflation is doing some things to some areas of our society. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening. The KUAM Podcast Network is back and on demand featuring a great variety of podcasts from our island and region, including culture, lifestyle, awareness, crime, politics, commentary, comedy, and entertainment. Available on most streaming platforms. The KUAM Podcast Network. Subscribe and listen now.